Hello friends, welcome to Wednesday Wake Up, a podcast hosted by Gregory Maloof, Buddhist Dharma teacher in the lineage of Ruth Dennison, mental health therapist, and mindfulness coach. Wednesday Wake Up explores the ancient teachings of Buddhism through the lens of Western psychology, neuroscience, and the modern human potential movement. Our commitment is for these teachings to educate, challenge, and inspire you to awaken to your deepest potential to live a truly fulfilling life of wisdom, joy, and compassion. Thank you for joining us. May these teachings serve you well. I wanted to give a short talk tonight. I laugh every time I say that. <laughs> oh, in this life, I hope by the time I'm, I finish with teaching the Dharma that I can I can give a short talk. <laughs> I just wanted to offer a few words on Sangha. I was, uh, I think I mentioned earlier as I was preparing for the evening and Molly and I were getting everything set up, there was just this energy of like letting go. It was like unusual because normally I'm like, oh, I got to get the Dharma talk and what is it going to be about and I have to get that going and you know, anyone who knows me knows my mind is like so neurotic, so I have to like be clinging about the Dharma talk. About the Dharma talk. But this was different. I actually was like, oh, I just feel kind of like I just want to hang out with everybody. I just want to like be in community. And then I thought, oh, we'll have a Dharma talk on community. Then I got back into my neurotic self. I was like, oh, I should do a Dharma talk on community. So what am I going to say? <laughs> then I had to plan something. So I did. <laughs> so... I realized the reason I was kind of, my mind was not going to like the details of the Dharma was because that's what this evening is really about. This evening's about community and Sangha and coming together. We haven't seen each other in a while. We've been on Zoom for so many years. And here we are back in person. And it's lovely. I'm so excited to be in the room with you guys. This is just awesome. So I wanted to just comment on the celebration of Sangha because Tonight is a celebration of a new night. So yes, we're going to have to <laughs> figure out the branding around Wednesday Wake Up. <laughs> That's going to be, we'll figure that out. Because uh, now it's Thursday and Thursday Wake Up is not going to work. But this is not just a new night. This is a big step forward for the Wednesday Wake Up community as this is going to be our new home. This is where we'll be. We'll be here on Thursdays. We'll have uh, stuff that are on other nights that will be live eventually. We'll do Saturday retreats here. This is a movement from the three years of building a community online through Zoom and with you all. And this is the birth of a new night, but it is the creation of a new Sangha. This is, we are big enough now that we need to, to rally around the teachings the way we have and to acknowledge the fact that we're ready to be that together in community. So that's also what we're celebrating is that acknowledgement that we've grown over the last few years and we're ready to have our own place and to really move forward and connect deeply in practice, in person, and to have regular practice together. And that just lights me up, just to be able to say that. And so that's what we're really celebrating today, is being back together and talking about Sangha and what that means for us. And as everyone knows who's been in the Dharma for any amount of time, that community is the foundation of, of Dharma. You, you can't have meditation practice alone. <laughs> It just doesn't work. I mean, it works in the sense that you can, you know, you could be at home practicing, but gosh, without a community of people to do this with, it's really hard. It's hard to do spiritual practice or just basic insight meditation without folks. Like, we, we just can't do it on our own. It's not designed to be done on our own. Even as far back as we know, 
folks in caves, you know, spending time in caves doing, you know, meditation practice, there's someone's there to feed them and to care for them and bring them medicine. It's like they're still part of a community. We don't do this on our own. It's done in Sangha. It's done in community. And I love that about the Dharma. I've always loved that about the Dharma. The thing about Sangha that I really enjoy is the fact that interwoven into this idea of a meditative community is generosity and gratitude. I love this about the Dharma, that our practice inherently is about being generous to ourselves and generous with others, and gratitude is right there in the mix from the very beginning. It, it's built into Sangha. So I wanted to talk to you just a little bit about how I, how I see that and then what I think that means for us and for, for the Dharma. I wanted to read a quote that many of you are familiar with by the Dalai Lama. And whenever I think of Sangha, this is one of the quotes that, that comes up. And this is a hugely famous quote, so I think some of you will recognize it. But this, to me, captures this idea of community that goes beyond ritual and beyond uh, lineage. It's just, what is it for us to be together in practice? Like, why are we ultimately here? And this is what the Dalai Lama says in this quote that I, I really like. He says, this is my simple religion. There is no need for temples, no need for complicated philosophy. Our own brain, our own heart is our temple. The philosophy is kindness. Philosophy is kindness. Kindness to ourselves, kindness to others. And we do it together in community. When I think of Sangha, for me, when we come together in community, <laughs> this is gonna sound kind of silly, but I feel like it creates like this portal in the world where kindness can come in, right? I feel like when we come together and practice, it creates this opportunity where kindness enters the world through our collaboration, right? That, and sometimes I feel like, what would, be, what would the world be like if people didn't continue to come together and try to be kind, like intentionally? You know, I feel like we're holding the door open, right? We're propping the door open with our meditation practice, hoping the light continues to come in. And I feel like that's kind of our job as meditators, to, to hold the door open, both in our hearts and in the world, and to be the ones propping up the door to be, as the door keeps trying to shut on us, of course, and to keep that door propped open. So when I think of us as a, a sangha, and whenever we get together in community, I always kind of picture ourselves kind of bringing kindness into the world. We're coming together and what comes out of the experience is kindness to ourselves and kindness towards others. And I like that image of that coming into the world through our practice. Um, keeps me motivated, I guess you could say. For those of you who've been following uh, us on Zoom, during the Zoom, Zoom years, um, I had this experience where I started saying, for me, Sangha means showing up. And... Uh, I'm not claiming to have coined the phrase, but I started saying it, and I started saying it for this reason. So we went from being in person for a few months back into Zoom, and as we were on Zoom, there's this, it's different to walk into a room and have everybody already seated, but when you're loading up Zoom and people's faces are starting to pop up, I started noticing like, oh, this person, oh, another person showed up. It was like, oh, how many faces are going to come up on the screen, right? And I started noticing this sense of gratitude every time a new face, like, it's like, oh, this person showed up. So Sangha became like this process of showing up. Like people showed up and I was like, oh, look, this person showed up. Great. And what started to happen is I, I felt like I got to see Sangha sort of coalesce in real time. 
right? Like, oh, Sangha emerging on the screen, right? Like, song, oh, here we are showing up. And it became so clear in those moments of the popping faces on the screen that I wasn't hosting the meeting. The meeting came into being with all of us arising. And I started to feel like, oh, I'm showing up because you're showing up, and you're showing up because I'm showing up. Oh, Sangha, showing up, I get it. And it like really <laughs> struck me that, like tonight, invitations went out, but this is the event, our hearts and minds coming together. There's nothing else, <laughs> there's nothing else here. It's just us, right? It's our hearts, it's our minds, it's our intentionality. So that to me is Sangha, right? That showing up, that we come, up, come together and we pop into each other's lives into present moment awareness and we practice together, prop open that door of kindness, let the light in, and then we try to go out into the world and, key, and sustain that as we go. So for me, when I think of Sangha, I think of showing up. I'm like, oh, who's going to show up? Every time someone walks through the door, I'm like, gratitude, oh, Sangha, it's arising, it's arriving, here we are. So that's how I see Sangha these days, thanks to Zoom, that there's this idea that we show up together in practice and that it's intentional and the showing up is like, I don't know, 85% of the Dharma, showing up, right, getting here in practice. I can honestly say that in so many ways, my practice does not exist without folks in this room not only because of the history that we share for the last decade or so, but really, our practices are actually interconnected. And when I look around the room at all of these people, I've just met some of you for the first time. Hello, and you know, I, some of you were just meeting, so hi, welcome. But when I'm sitting up here, I'm sitting up here because we've all come together and we've been practicing all this time. And when I look around the room and I see all these folks, I can remember very distinct conversations that I've had with almost every single one of you that has changed my life, like literally changed my life. Like I am up here as the person I am because we've sat and talked about the Dharma. That's how this works, right? And I can just, it's so interesting, like Doyle Banks, we check in like every, has a week gone back in the last decade, we haven't checked in about the Dharma and like, oh, I'm reading this sutta around. Every week, we're talking about the Dharma and sharing in our practice, right? It's like, Jim, how many times have we gone out for coffee and talked about jhana, right? How many times, you know, Michael, you and I have gone out for kombucha and hung out and talked about the Dharma. When I look around the room, it's like so many people, I think, oh, that conversation I had about this thing and the conversation I had about that, you know? It's just amazing to think that our practices are really intertwined. Like, Kate, when I, whenever I see you and I think of Sangha, I think... I remember you and I walking in the woods eight years ago, having a conversation about the difference between like Theravada Buddhism and American Buddhism and what we were gonna be as Dharma teachers. Like that changed me as a person, like that moment where we have those conversations. It's like, oh, I'm alive and my Dharma is being you know, brought together in this moment by this other person. So what, what I love about Sangha is that we can't separate our practices. Our practices are interconnected, right? It's not like there's individual practices going on. It's one person's lighting up, then they engage someone else, and then their practice lights up, and then they engage someone else, and then it comes back around, and we see each other again in another present moment, already changed and transformed and supported by five other Sangha people that we've been hanging out with. And so Sangha is a living, breathing organism of energy that we're bringing to ourselves and to each other. And so 
That to me is the, a sense of gratitude. And my practice is intertwined with all of your hearts and all of your minds. And that to me is the most amazing thing about moving forward with this group is that my practice is your practice. Like it, I only have my practice because we've been practicing together. So I, I see that real deep interconnectedness with this. A couple other things I wanted to say about Sangha is that when we sit here in this room as Sangha, this is the opening of a gift that's been handed down for thousands of years, right? Every time we sit and take a mindful breath with the techniques we've learned, right? I'll be specific. Like when we practice insight meditation or Vipassana, every time we take a mindful breath, that mindful breath has been gifted to us by 2,000 years of teachers and students that have passed down that technique and done it just like this, a group of people coming together, valuing the practice, supporting each other in practice, and then valuing it so much that they build a sangha around it so the practice can then be passed on to another generation. So there isn't a single meditation group that's ever existed, well, except for the first one, <laughs> for the first one, but that we, in this lineage, how we are, that isn't gifted the practice from the previous group of people. So every time that we're being mindful of breathing, that's because several thousand years ago, a group of people supported monks, brought them food, gave them land to practice on, cared for them, gave them medicine, and then they were able to pass it on to students, and then they were able to pass it on to students. So Sangha, in and of itself, is an opportunity for gratitude because None of us would be in this room if it wasn't for students who are long past and teachers who have been past for hundreds, if not thousands of years, who wanted to do the same thing, bring some light into the world, who wanted to love themselves, love others, and set out to do so. We're like, oh, let's get awakened. Let's do this. This is valuable. Let's do this together. And other people were like, that sounds great. Let's have a potluck. That sounds awesome. <laughs> let's get together and do that. We'll sit. We'll be compassionate. We'll eat some food. And then we'll mature in practice, and hopefully something gets passed on to the next generation of folks who come into the room. Long after all, we're, all of us are gone, there will be a moment when a sangha, when I think of the success of a sangha, what I see is people coming together, valuing the dharma, celebrating each other, supporting you know, the, the sangha itself, and then new teachers arise from that lineage, other folks pass away, and now it just keeps moving, right? So at some point, our practice, the way we kept the Dharma up, is going to be passed on to people we will never meet. Hundreds of years from now, perhaps, someone will be sitting doing Vipassana because a chain of karmic connections of people like ourselves sat in this room and were meditating. And then we pass away and insight meditation continues, right? That's just, it's passed down from person to person. That's how it's lived for thousands of years. So I'm so excited about being in Sangha with you because it's an opportunity to be grateful for all of our teachers, Ubikin, Ruth, Robert, Sayatechi. I mean, there's just a whole, whole slew of folks who have come down through the years and we inherit that gift of Sangha and we practice that generosity and then we pass it on. And I just think that is, to me, the, the coolest thing about the Dharma is that generosity and gratitude that exists in the practice. Every time, so every time we sit on the cushion and we practice, the minute 
mindfulness comes online, healing takes place. Even if it's at the level of stress reduction, great. Present moment, a little bit of stress, right? Even if there's just a tiny moment of acceptance and a little bit of balance or a little bit of loving kindness, whatever we can muster in that, in that moment, every moment of mindfulness offers a little bit of healing. And that is an act of generosity to ourselves. Even if we're not feeling self-love, it doesn't matter. You might not like yourself in that moment, but you sit and you intend to practice mindfulness. Like it or not, it's self-love. You get to love yourself a little bit. You might not be able to feel it. You might not be in the mood, but it's there. It's inherent in our practice that there's a selflessness to it. We turn awareness in to love ourselves and we heal ourselves automatically. And as soon as we leave and interact with another human being, we are slightly closer to that best self that we would like to be. We're slightly more loving. We're slightly more compassionate. We're slightly more equanimous. And we bring that into the world. So the practice has this generosity. We start with generosity to ourselves. We leave the cushion. And immediately it's generosity to someone else because we are just a little bit more attuned, right? Maybe less likely to say something mean to somebody, or maybe we do a little bit more kindness for some person. It doesn't matter what it is, but the practice itself is generosity to ourselves and generosity to others. And in the moment when we practice, there's this doorway that opens where we can remind ourselves, how lucky am I that I found this practice? Gratitude. Every mindful moment is an opportunity for generosity and gratitude. It's inherent in the practice. It's what we do. We come together like this. We have an opportunity to practice for 25 minutes, a little bit of healing, and we can feel grateful to be able to be here. And we can look around the room and be grateful that everyone else showed up to support us in practice. Generosity, gratitude. That's Sangha. That's the energy of Sangha and the energy of the practice itself. So when we come together, we have this delightful energy at the, at the base of it all, which is this giving to self and giving to others. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I just love it. I love that about the Dharma. So when I think of celebrating Sangha this evening, that's what's on my mind. Feeling very grateful that I have this path, that I found it so, you know, for me was young, 21, 22, and I've practiced it so much since then, and I've had a whole life in the Dharma. I can't imagine my life without it. And again, without exaggeration, I can't imagine my Dharma life without the people in this room. This is not possible. You've made my practice what it is. I'm up here. I wouldn't be up here as a teacher if it wasn't for Kate Staples. Like I just, and Doyle. Like I just, uh, this is amazing to have this experience with you all, and I just think it's lovely to reflect on the fact that it's embedded in our practice, this sense of generosity and gratitude. So I wanted to say a couple more things. For the last three years, Wednesday Wake Up, as we've called it, has grown. My practice has surely deepened in the last few years from, from teaching and being a student in the Dharma. But we've grown, and we're at that point now where really being a Sangha is possible. And I'm not sure what that's going to look like because Sangha is an interconnected energy, right? It's not something you decide. It's something that grows with the interconnection of who we are. But we do have some direction. We have a uh, small advisory committee that's going to be helping us to uh, incorporate as a nonprofit. We will be uh, establishing a small board of directors 
and uh, coming up with a name and just moving forward on all those logistical things. But what's going to be happening is the energy of Wednesday Wake Up has, has become clearer for me as a teacher as I've moved through the Dharma in the last few years. And what makes Wednesday Wake Up, from the teaching perspective, from my perspective as a teacher, what makes it what it is, is this interest that I have to really ground American Buddhism in the tradition of Theravada Buddhism where it initially came from. And so as a child of American Buddhism, I have found over time that my heart has been pulled back to some of the traditional practices that have gotten lost in America. As American Buddhism has grown, it's, got so, it's gotten really diffuse and really broad. It ranges from stress reduction to mindfulness-based therapy to a dozen other types of things that exist in the insight meditation movement. And for me, I want to bring that Western energy and, and re-anchor it into Theravada Buddhism. And so if you listen to my Dharma talks, you'll see like, I often say, oh, this topic is rarely talked about. I want to talk about this because I don't hear people talking about that. So you'll see that my style is going back to the traditional teachings and trying to bring them into a Western audience and keeping us anchored in the ancient teachings and presenting them in a way that's still palatable to us and works with our lifestyle, works because we're householders and we have sort of a secular approach. And so when I look at how I've taught and grown over the last few years, the real excitement has been, you know, moving into refocus on the jhanas, talking about fabrication, which is a huge part of Theravada Buddhism, which we, we don't hear a lot about. But you come to Wednesday Wake Up, I'm always talking about fabrication, right? Talking about the jhanas, um, talking about renunciation, these kinds of things. And so when I look back and I see how I've grown as a teacher, I can see clearly that the vision that I have as a teacher is to create with you all a full Theravada Buddhist curriculum where folks can come into the Sangha as beginning students and get a very approachable version of the Dharma that doesn't lose any of its authenticity in the process, that can ground ourselves in the history, in the suttas, with gratitude for the monastics where we can celebrate that, but we understand that we're householders and we've got mortgages and kids and school loans and that's the Dharma, we're that's the world we're actually practicing in. We're not practicing in India back in the day. So that's where we're at, that's where we're practicing. And so the idea is to create a Sangha that has real curriculum, beginning stuff for beginners, advanced practices for folks who are ready to do those, but has this real broad sweeping accessibility for people who really want to know what the teachings are, where they came from, and have and be grounded in real Buddhist history, and also be able to have something that they can do while they're stressed out at work and having challenges with their kids or something, right? We don't want to lose that practicality because that's a part of what American Buddhism does so well is allows us to bring mindfulness practically into a, a uh, hate to use the word secular, but in this moment, like a secular world, uh, householder world is really is what it is. So as we move forward, that's what I'm interested in bringing to the table, is really working with you all to create both an online set of teachings that people can access and classes, as we know, and retreats, and to continue the energy of Wednesday Wake Up and the spirit of what we've been learning, 
but really bring it into fruition so it's clear and concise and accessible and we can access it, right? So we'll have classes that will be recorded and they'll be online and you can go back to them and there'll be classes on the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path and we'll create a, a Sangha where folks can come in and they'll know exactly where to begin. Here's a bunch of teachings for beginners. Welcome to the community. If you're an intermediate student, we're going to go over here. If you're more advanced, we're going to go over here and really have a deep wellspring of education for folks to come in. And that's like just always been my style. That's not news to anybody. But when I think of like, what is it going to mean as we move forward? My excitement is to take the energy of Wednesday Wake Up and put it into a more full, formalized and broader expanded Sangha experience to take it up a notch for all of us and to just keep doing what we've been doing, but bringing it up to being at the level where lots of people can come in and get what we do because it's been such an amazing experience. And with the help of our advisory committee, with the help of the generosity of your attendance here, with the generosity of the way we love and care for each other, and the generosity of Donna, we'll be, we'll be able to do that. And another thing we'll be doing I am very well aware that I am a middle-aged white guy. Not, does not uh, elude me, right? And my history in the Dharma is that I've had so much wisdom from so many different voices. And one of the things that we're going to be establishing inherent in the Sangha is a robust guest teacher program to the point where at least once a month, we're going to try to get a guest teacher either from a different tradition minority voices, someone other than me to come in and teach us and give us a deeper experience in the Dharma so it's not so centered around a single person. Being a guiding teacher does not mean you have to be the only person in the seat. And I think we're starting to realize that in the West. And I really want to, from the very beginning, let folks know that that's going to be something that we're really going to do a lot of is bring guest teachers in so we can have inclusivity and multiplicity of voices so it's not just me always talking about the dharma to y'all i love talking about the dharma but that's going to be something that we're really going to do we're really going to do that and we're going to do it from the beginning we're going to start bringing people in to have other voices we will have a teacher's council we will have a day long in spring to get us kind of started in practice so we're going to have a day long doyle banks is going to be immediately jumping in and the first thursday of every month we're gonna do a group sutta study, and Doyle's gonna lead a sutta study on the first Thursday of the month. I will obviously be here too, and we'll take a sutta and we'll dive in as a community, and we'll get to know the sutta and find out how it relates to our practice, and we'll get to know some of that, that stuff, and we'll incorporate that as a sangha so that as a sangha, we all know what the history of this is and that we can carry that as students into our practice and do it in a fun, cooperative manner. So Doyle has volunteered to do this, and so Doyle will be stepping up as one of our teachers in the Sangha, and first Thursday, uh, he'll be doing sutta study with us. So I'm very excited, because the one thing I love about Doyle Banks is he loves the suttas, and he and I always talk about it. So is there a way for us to say good night to our friends on Zoom? All right, folks, turn around and wave. Now we got everybody in there. Thanks, folks, for joining us on Zoom. We'll see you next week. Much love to you all. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us here at Wednesday Wake Up. We honor the traditional Buddhist practice of offering the teachings without charge. So this podcast will always be ad-free and will never be behind a paywall. 
This podcast is sustained exclusively by the generosity of listeners. If you've received value from this podcast and have found your life or practice enriched by listening to it, you can support Gregory as a teacher by going to our website, www.wednesdaywakeup.com, and click on Donate at the menu on the top. While you're here at the website, join our mailing list and follow Gregory on Instagram at Gregory Maloof Dharma. Thank you again for listening. May all beings be happy.